Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. We are uh, with you Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck. And uh, we talk about beer, chat about that, uh, play some music here. Yeah, it seems like only uh, yesterday we were talking that, uh, hey, it's the first show of April. And now here we are. Hey, it's the last show of April. Are you serious? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, because this Friday's the 30th. Yep. Holy cow. Yeah, next show will be the uh, the 3rd of May, our pre-Cinco de Mayo get down. Oh, man, I cannot wait. I love Cinco de Mayo because it's right around my birthday. Yeah, and it's supposed to be 80 in a couple, in a couple of days, like Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, so or at least close to 80. But, man, this last week kind of just took it out of you. <sighs> All I wanted to do is drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went home on uh, on Wednesday, and I looked at my wife. I'm like, I'm uh, we're going to have beers today. There was hail outside in my backyard. It was like hailing, and then uh, 40 minutes later, it was sunny. I said, let's just have beers and clean the garage. Let's just do this. And you did? And we did. So nice. it was a success. So I'm all ready for another, uh, to put another weekend in the books and then flush this whole month down the toilet and move on to sunshine. Yeah, I cannot wait. An entire show on tap for you today. Thank you for joining us here on Music to My Beers. We appreciate it. Michiana's first, first best, 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 best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. And welcome back to the program. My name is Warren Cluck, joined by Zach Miller. We do this every th- uh, Sunday. Thanks for hanging out with us for another issue, an episode, edition, whatever, of Music to My Beers. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too, as always. And like you mentioned, this is our last show of April. How is it already the end of April? I think what's happening with 2021 is as things are starting to open up and populate our calendar and social events are starting to happen, people are getting vaccinated, getting back out again, the months are starting to rip by. Because remember, there were, there were five or six months in, inside the pandemic where you're like, uh, is it over? What day is this even? We're never going to get to next year. <laughs> and now we've got things to look forward to. I actually, and I'll talk about it a little bit later on, but uh, I bought tickets to a beer festival coming up a little bit later on this this fall. So I'm, I'm thinking things are happening. Things are popping. We actually have things to talk about. So yeah, pretty much May's going to be here in about five or six days. I was curious about that beer festival that you bought tickets for because <laughs> it's different than any other beer festival you've probably ever been to. Yeah, it's the, uh, what is it, Hops and Coasters? Yeah, with Indiana Beach and... You you told me you got tickets for it, and I was thinking about that, talking to my buddy, too. I was like, you would you want to go? He's like, dude, I can't even handle regular roller coasters without drinking. I doubt I'd be able to have some beers and then go on some coasters. And I'm like, oh, what a weak stomach. <laughs> <laughs> You're weak. Uh, I actually saw it pop up on, uh, on Facebook. I think uh, a buddy of ours, Rob, shared the event, and I was sitting on the couch with my wife, and I thought, this looks... Really good. This looks really interesting. I'd ne- I one. I, you know, I'm a bad Hoosier. I've never been to Indiana Beach. You know, it's not on a beach. Uh it's it's on some water. In <laughs> beautiful Monticello, uh, Indiana. So it's not a, a, on the actual uh, Lake Michigan, right? It's just kind of north or southwest of us. Yeah, a bit. And uh, I saw the event on Facebook. It's happening Saturday, September 11th. Okay. Never forget, but uh, what sold me on it is okay. I've you know they've had craft beer festivals and tastings all over the place. Uh, is at Indiana Beach. It's under new ownership, and they've cleaned, they spruced the place up, and everything's running on all cylinders. But they've shut the park down that day to anybody who didn't buy a ticket to this uh, Hops and Coasters event. 
Hops and coaster drops. So super exclusive. Well, one, they, and they promise. I don't know how many tickets are going to sell to this. I snagged my uh, my early bird special so I could save a few bucks. But uh, they said they're going to shut it down to any only only craft beer uh, festival people. And it looks like you're going to be able to ride all the rides without waiting much of a line for anything. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's going to be like a fast pass, but it's just because you've been drinking some beers. <laughs> yeah, tasting all over the place, and there's going to be tasting scattered throughout the park and roller coasters. So I thought, all right. Oh. I'm in. And another thing that sold me on it was uh, the list of breweries. I think there are almost 50 that are going to be there. And uh, some of our favorites, obviously, Bare Hands and the Crooked You are going to be there. Uh, our friend Eric Faust's new venture, the Tap Room, down in uh, Tap Room, down in Indy, is going to be there. Oh. But a lot of breweries I either haven't had uh, or haven't had the chance to have in quite some time. Great Crescent Brewery out of Aurora is going to be there. They have Mad Paddle Brew Stillery from Madison. Uh, it's like they're bringing a bunch of stuff from Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and then Southwest Michigan. So uh, it'll be a chance to sit down and try a bunch of things I haven't had the chance to uh, already. Man, that sounds awesome. So yeah. Saturday, September 11th, and you can get early bird tickets right now through probably. Yeah, if you just go to uh, Indiana Beach's website, just look for okay. Indiana Beach, and you can, or you can Google hops and coaster drops. But I might just have to do that. Yeah, it was 50 bucks, and it's uh, you get four hours of unfettered tasting and roller coasters and then uh, after that you can buy you know full-size beers and make your way around the park and enjoy yourself and take advantage of all the food they have to offer so i thought eh, why not and if, if it's 50 bucks in advance and 55 uh, after the the pre-sale window ends and the day of it's going to be 75 bucks so i thought for 50 bucks that's a pretty good value i that that is a great value i'm just checking out the website right now and just I to might. be just to be safe we, i uh, rented a room on the on the ground so i won't have anywhere to go afterwards oh, so that is smart yeah i'm pretty Make excited a weekend out of it yeah or at least a a, a nice a nice tidy night <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, that's my first thing with the like, beer festival. You think, all right, what's around there that I can stay at? Is there a place to stay? Because otherwise you got to limit your fun and be responsible, and uh, we're not big fans of that here on this show. No, unless it's here in town. Like, if it's something that you can go over to, like, Cam Island and have a beer fest there or the Century Center in downtown South Bend, then I'm good because it's just an Uber or a Transpo or whatever back to my place. But, you know. If you go anywhere. And we talked on the show a couple of uh, weeks back that uh, getting an Uber in South Bend anymore is not what it used to be pre-pandemic. A lot of drivers aren't driving, so it it takes a long time. Schedule your ride in advance if you can, or just plan on taking between 20 and 40 minutes to get a car. I did that one morning, coming in early. I scheduled it for 4 (laughs) a.m., and sure enough, Uber driver. I was like, what do you do on the side, man? He's like, oh, I work for GoPuff. GoPuff is that company that they'll like deliver whatever you need to your house. Oh, it's like on demand. Uh, you need Kleenexes or whatever, and they'll just. Why did you need to ride to work at four a.m.? Where I, were you? What I, happened? I don't know what I did. I think I left my car here, and then I didn't really have. My wife was going to work that day, and I didn't really have an extra car to take, so I just hopped in an Uber. Oh, look at you! Scheduled. Oh, fun! I know. So I didn't know you could do that until now. So you can hopefully schedule the Uber out. Probably not this early, but you know, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty excited, but I don't know what the Uber scene is over in Monticello, Indiana. So I just figured this is probably not going to be one. You got a hotel, you're good. Yeah, I even called some of the hotels. I'm like, do you guys have shuttles? And they said we do not. We do not. <laughs> just so, walk. Yeah, so Indiana Beach on September 11th is going to be piled high with, uh, well, basically drunks walking around riding roller coasters. So it'll add a whole new dimension to the vomit afterwards. I want to be a part of that. Join us, won't you? Uh, thanks for joining us here for another Sunday, the last Sunday of April here for Music to My Beers. Uh, we have an entire show on tap. We're going to get to split one. Uh, from last week's guest, 
Our buddy Aaron from West Wind Brewery left us a beer. He said, hey, you guys split this next week for the split one. So uh, he's the guest that gives and keeps on giving. Uh, we never claim to be craft beer experts. We just happen to work at a radio station and really enjoy craft beer. So that's how we come into this. <laughs> They're like, hey, you guys both love beer. Would you uh, want to do a show all about beer and music? And we're like, yeah, why not? It's uh, it's it's part of our hobby. It doesn't make us sound so, um, you know, pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, and uh, you can follow us. We'll get to that here in just a little bit, but uh, we were laughing a minute ago about the uh, the hops and coaster drops coming up at Indiana Beach on September 11th. That's another sure sign that things are starting to swing back around because there are big events, things happening on the calendar, weather's getting nicer, and uh, this last week notwithstanding. Next week's going to be sweet. Uh, I'd also shout out, as long as we're talking, to our buddy Brandon Townsley from Niles Brewing Company. He, oh, yeah. He tipped us off, and I don't know if you entered, but I sure did, that uh, Toppling Goliath. They the had their, assassin? Yeah, they had their Instagram account hacked. So as a way to kind of get everybody to mosey over to the new account at Toppling Brews, they had a lottery. They're giving away 100, 100 tickets to their next assassin uh, release that happens later on next month. So now I got to I gotta go follow them. Do, do, am I still in the running for that? Uh, I don't know if it's closed or not, but you had to follow the new account, leave a comment. But uh, they said that the valuation... Of this release is five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, and I've got enough projects going on in my life right now, and things that are eating up my extra cash that I, I wouldn't be able to afford to go on my own. So it, I wouldn't mind winning, make a quick road trip at the end of May up to uh, Decorah, Iowa. We almost had that uh, road trip. Maybe we had the cart before the horse, but we were we were trying to get you up there and figure out some places that you could go. Had you won the tickets. The opportunity to buy the what was it the breakfast out that they released? Yeah, the uh, it was the KBBS, and then they also had uh, it was I think it was another Assassin release. Um, but that's on my bucket list of breweries I'd like to check out. At one day, them and like Surly, I feel like are two like of the bigger dogs that we can get around here that I want to just go and visit sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if we've laughed before a couple of times, I think when the lottery came up the last time and talked toppling Goliath, like you're going to have to go make a weekend out of it. You don't want to be that insane guy that's like. I'm doing an eastbound and down, there and back, eight hours in, eight hours out. Boom! I'm gonna get this beard and uh, go. You want to go and enjoy yourself, and yeah. uh, you know it, it'd be cool. So we'll see. I don't know when the uh, the winners are notified, and if it's already been now that I'm probably looking at an empty email box uh, or empty, I, my empty direct messages. I'm like, well, I didn't get anything. Maybe I'll just refresh it a thousand times, like I do for Dark Lord Day. Not gonna happen. No. Oh man. But I mean, it would be super cool if it did. Yeah, and it would also give me, because I think the uh, if you take part in next month's Assassin Relief, that, that uh, gets you three bottles, I think is what your allotment is. Yeah, I saw that. Which would be nice, because it's one for you to uh, to cellar and keep for later, one to enjoy, but also gives you something good to maybe trade or uh, or just throw out there. I was looking through my beer cellar. I've spent a lot of time in the basement working on this project, and so I've been taking stock of what I got. I don't really have anything that's, I think, good enough to trade or that anybody's after. So if you're going to a bottle share or something, what are you bringing? Um, I, geez, I think uh, maybe a Dark Lord variant right now or a, a bottle of prop, but that's that's about the hardest core. I've got a lot of stuff in, in the beer cellar, but I started laughing. I just thought none of this is really desirable by anybody <laughs> but myself. You well, that, it, but I got to give you credit because back even before um, we knew about Founders and the way that they're changing some things up with KBS being now available all year round, you took it upon yourself for the Barrel Series to collect... Every single uh, one of that series with the four pack and the bomber. Yeah, I'm a I'm an idiot. Like when it comes to stuff like that, I don't know why you get that urge, but I like I'm a completist. You know, yeah. you want to have oh, yeah. the complete of something. So when I started buying the barrel age series from founders of the four pack and the bomber, 
I think after two releases, I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing this. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> so you wind up with a bomber and a four pack, and uh, and I, I've got to start drinking some of that. I've got some KBS that's starting to get a little bit old, so I've got to get through some of that. But also having an assassin like that in the cellar would give me something like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got something that I really want, that I've got something I know you probably don't have, and we could trade. Yeah, that'd be great. That then that uh, like you mentioned, you get three of them. So with the one that you open, you share it with somebody, or you just sip on it yourself. Are you bringing two bottles, share? I don't know. I don't know. I, I you know, I've got one uh, last bottle of Dark Lord twenty twenty earmarked, and it's just for me to enjoy by myself with nobody else. But I, with, with something like that, with the assassin, you, you, I think I'd share it or bring it to a share because something like that, one super rare, very sought after, but also not a lot of people are getting a chance to experience mm-hmm. it. I told you the first time I had Morning Delight from Toppling Goliath was in line at Dark Lord Day because only because the guy ahead of me in my group. Pulled it out. He said, yeah, I'm from Iowa. We get this stuff all the time. It's not that big of a deal. And I thought, hey, guy, I'm like, how about a pour? And and he generously shared it with me. It was the first time I ever tried it. And since then, we've been able to get our hands on it more often. I know that uh, there was a release of it at Hop Station a while back. But that was a really cool thing. So be able to do that for somebody else and say, hey, I've got this. I've got that. Why don't we uh, you know, go around and, and share it? That's really fun. But yeah, I also I'd like something that's you know tradable mm-hmm. and have that in your back pocket just in case something came up and you're like ah look what I got yeah and uh, like I, I I like doing the Bourbon County and the Dark Lord verticals and I'm trying oh, to see yeah. I'm trying to see how long I can go you know with, with the Bourbon County as the years go by I keep it to five years so as this one's six years old now all these get consumed. Ooh. So it'd be, it'd be fun if I wanted to complete the set. But you also see people on Facebook all the time in different trading groups saying, hey, I've got this, this, I've got a share coming up, I need this, this, and this, and uh, be willing to trade whatever for it. So that'd be fun. But uh, but yeah, look at my at my beer cellar. I, I don't think I got a whole lot that people... I have some Cycle. I think it's all right. But oh. not a whole lot that anybody's going to be clamoring about. Cycle's a name. Cycle's definitely a name that we uh, globbed onto even just a couple of years ago because we always said, oh, Cigar City, that's the place to be in Tampa. And then all of a sudden, Cycle started popping up. Yeah. And we had their stuff. And I got really excited because they do the uh, Huna release down at Cigar City the same way. It's called Tampa Beer Week, and Cycle always has an event to kind of kick off the festivities. And right before the pandemic, it was like the the fall before, my wife and I had talked about going down there and just doing it, like taking our spring break vacation, making it that our thing, and then bam, you know, pandemic happens, everything gets canceled and kicked down the road. So maybe maybe some other time, maybe in a year or two, that'll be our thing. We go down there and enjoy that. But no longer it's, it's, shut down. No, it's another great beer city. Like Aaron was telling us last week, the stuff you get on tap from uh, the, from like the High Line and the Cigar City stuff in Florida is different than the stuff that gets canned and set here. It is because that was something I, I learned about too. The fact that it's out in Colorado and that's what we get versus the stuff that's down in Florida. It's different water, just totally different water. You can't replicate water. That's Zach Miller's quote of the week here at Music of My Beers. Thanks for joining us. We have an entire rest of the show on tap here in the final eight. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers. B-Movie! And welcome to the corner of the show where Zach and I like to sit back and put on our berets and uh, do our little our best impression of men on film from the old, old and living color days. We're going to give this two snaps up. <laughs> uh, we pair movies and beer together with a rating system that makes no sense and is uh, wildly inaccurate. Uh, we call this the, the B-Movie. B-movie. And this week, because the new Mortal Kombat movie hit HBO Max on Friday, we thought, hey, why don't we do the OG version of Mortal Kombat? Oh, I loved that one came out. I feel like around the same time that um, the Street Fighter one had come out because 
video games to movies was like kind of a popular thing, and both of those video games were huge. I remember not even being allowed to play Mortal Kombat over at my buddy's house uh, when that came out, because I had a Sega Genesis, he had a Sega Genesis, only he got to play it. You're right, the Street Fighter with Van Damme came out in 1994, and then Mortal Kombat was the next year, and... We had a Super Nintendo, and you didn't. There wasn't a gore code for Super for Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo, so we would go down the friend down the street to my friend Pat's house, and we'd play on his Genesis because he had the gore code. <laughs> oh, and you'd see all the blood. And I think it was I was thirteen, fourteen when uh, the video game was first huge. You go back now and look at that blood and guts, and I'm like, wow, they were really worried about me seeing you know pixelated red flying <laughs> from a body. Like uh, you know, it, it wasn't even that bad. But uh, when you're, I guess, when you're a young impressionable child, your parents don't want you to see that stuff. Well, it's in the smoking hot Sonya Blade, and you know some of the other uh, katana from the movie, and I think that it was some somewhat about the scantiless clad, right? Yeah, <laughs> scantily clad clothing that they're wearing. Yeah, Sonya Blade was played by Bridget Wilson, who was on, uh, she was in an Adam Sandler, but she was Miss Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. No wonder she looks so familiar. Yeah, the one thing I remember about this whole period, I, we saw the movie in theaters, it was a big deal, I was 14, 15 when this film came out, is is you look back at it now, and the soundtrack was such a huge, it was a way bigger deal than the movie. Everybody had that CD, the Mortal Kombat yeah. soundtrack. With just the one song. Yeah, there were other songs on it, but that's all anybody wanted to listen to because you'd throw it on and you start beating the hell out of your buddies in the basement. You're just like, ah, you know, uh, put on the big fake punching gloves. But uh, it was it was a great game. But that's what gave us, you know, the the iconic fret, the finish him, the you know, finish him, flawless victory, and it set the stage for all the Mortal Kombat games that came after it, and eventually for PlayStation. So uh, why don't you go first? You give this a uh, a rating. Uh, Mr. Miller. I love this movie. When it came out, I'm trying to think where I was when I actually got to see it, because it was definitely, when it came out, I was not allowed to see it in theaters, um, but my buddy over at his house, and we had a like kind of a sleepover thing, uh, me and a couple other buddies, um, and I would buddies. give this, buddies, and I would give this one, one uh, Sub-Zero Imperial IPA from um, uh, Craft... Actually, it was released just a, a couple of years ago when Mortal Kombat X came out, and I can't tell who the brewery is um, who released these bombers, I, I, but I would throw in one, because I thought it was fantastic. The movie, in and of itself, I feel like was ahead of its time, especially because you just gotten done with the uh, Michael Keaton Batman movies, and those were you know big hit in the late 80s, early 90s, and here we have the first of its kind, some video game movies, or, and, um, you know, that kind of paved the way for what we have today with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, they were all huge hits, because I remember the Super Mario movie was absolutely terrible with John Leguizamo. And, oh, you uh, don't like that one? Zach, nobody likes that one. Oh, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, I could go back and watch that one. Yeah, but when Mortal Kombat came out, we were, all we did was play video games. I was 15. We were high, running around Mountain Dew all the time. Just, oh, you know, yeah. And when you're a kid, when you're that age as a boy, you're just nothing but stupid testosterone. <laughs> so, you know, when you've got Scorpion and Sub-Zero, it's just, it was, uh, it was great. So what would you give the movie? I'm going to give it one four-pack. And uh, they, uh, this beer, this brewery, wasn't even around when uh, when the movie came out. But I have a feeling as a kid, I would have loved this beer as a child. <laughs> the Grape Pixie Mix from Untitled Art. Oh, was it good? 
Yeah, and it's uh, it gets you right in that sort of pop roxy, sort of like the corners of your cheeks pucker up a little bit. But I picked one up at Citywide earlier this week, and uh, it was good. It was tasty. Ooh, the feels. I don't know if I could get through four of them as, okay. as an adult, but I bet a 15-year-old Warren would have just loved it. Pour yeah. me another. <laughs> uh, if you're new to Music to My Beers, we don't advocate underage drinking, but we do have a good laugh from time to time at how if beers that are available today would have been available to us when we were underage, they would have been very hard to resist. Oh, yeah. Wasn't the tobacco industry, didn't they get down on uh, some people who, like, it was something with the, I don't know, cigarettes that were directed towards children or something, and then the whole Truth and Dare campaigns had come out and stuff? I don't know. I forget. I know that's how Joe Campbell got banished because it was uh, marketing to children. Ah, okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. But if you can't, you can't tell me that a pixie mixed uh, grape, you know, sour <laughs> from Untitled Art. Like it's just if for a kid that'd be great. But again, not for underage drinking. No, no. If my kid wants to hold on to the can for you know collecting beer cans and stuff like that, then that's totally fine. But are no. you going to watch the new Mortal Kombat? Uh, totally. I'm an HBO Max subscriber, so. I can't remember the guy's name, but whoever signed on, whoever Sub-Zero in the new one has signed on to do it in four more films. So this is going to be the first of a huge run for Mortal Kombat. Whoa, he's got the Robert Downey Jr. contract going on. Yeah, the first one came out in 1995, and it was uh, had a budget of about $18 million bucks, and it made a well over $100 million at the box office. And then two years later, there was Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and then that was all we saw for the longest time. But I remember there were more soundtracks to those two movies. <laughs> Then there were the movies, because there was like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack, then there was like songs inspired by Mortal Kombat, and they found a way to remix that theme song about a hundred different times, so there it is, Mortal Kombat, the OG 1995 movie for this week's B-movie, and every week we'd like to, uh, we'll say do a deep dive. I know we got the NFL draft coming up, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a deep dive. Yeah. Like Mel Kuyper. We're going to deep dive into this uh, personnel of uh, a beer. I know that uh, Aaron West from Westwind Brewery, he came in last week and he brought in some stuff for us then. But he brought this actually back from Florida because much like everybody else and their brother that went down for spring break in Florida this year, he and his family went down. And I'm so thankful that he brought back some funky Buddha that we have not had. This is a a bourbon barrel-aged stout. Uh, What's the name of it? I I yeah, here, hand, me a, uh, hand me a glass, would you? Here we go. Oh, is this for me? Yeah, it's for you. Okay. There we go. Yeah, he uh, went to Florida and brought back Funky Buddha's Void Shaker. Ooh. Barrel-aged stout clocking in at 11%. Uh, I get aged, the bourbon. It's aged in the High West Distillery Barrels out of Park City, Utah. Oh, nice. Okay, um... Uh, who were we just talking about last week? They do Victory at Sea and they do High West. Um, wow, totally back Ball- on it. Ballast Point. Ballast Point, yeah. Um, that's good stuff. I get the bourbon right off the top when I'm sniffing this one. Yeah, I got that just opening the bottle. Cool. And um, when was it? When was it bottled? Uh, da, 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 da. I don't even know. I'm looking around the bottle here. Give me a second. Um, it doesn't say 11 percent though. What are you getting on it? Um. Let's see. I haven't, I haven't taken a sip. Here we go. I like it because this is going to be just whatever you th- like. So, I, what do you get out of this? Because there aren't any uh, breakdowns or explanations of what this is. All we know is that uh, from the bottle, it's a it's eleven percent barrel aged stout, Funky Buddha Void Shaker. That's really good, actually. Funky Buddha, they have a couple, and that one, that one, I get a lot of coffee. I get some cocoa, maybe some caramel, but. Definitely a little bit of heat from from the booze. You get the heat more in the nose than you do on the back end. You get slight of a, a, a slight mm-hmm. bit of whiskey at the very end. That barrel aged uh, kind of not really heat, but that taste. Yeah, it's a, kind of that 
sort of oaky Charred. whiskey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This this what this makes me think is um like your standard, like really well done, just bourbon barrel aged stout. Mm-hmm. No crazy adjunct flavors, no wild profiles, just your standard chocolatey sort of molassesy a little bit uh, bourbon barrel aged stout. The weird thing is, though, because this is 11%, this doesn't really taste like 11%. Not at all. That, this is deceptive as all get out. Man. Yeah, usually once you get a, a bourbon barrel aged stout that's 10 or higher, then you can definitely taste that you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. I want to see. Um, there was one there. They have a like a snow, a Florida snow or something like that. That this reminds me of, although this is a deeper, and I'm not able to find it. Maybe it's Void Shaker. Oh, so this is a series. Limited series. It says right here on the bottle, super limited. Oh, it is. So that we got the standard one. They've also got their coffee stout and vanilla stout. Okay. Um, wow, that looks delicious. Oh, here we go. For limited releases on their website, I'm looking at it, and I know that they've got like a Florida snow. This is some sort of weird, like, you know, low-key, like, yeah, man, cocaine. I'm, Zach keeps calling for the Florida snow. I don't know what that means, but there's one person listening that does. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called Last Snow, and it's a coconut coffee porter. It, it is delicious. That's what it kind of reminds me of, because I get a little bit... I definitely get the, the bourbon, get a little bit of coffee. I get the chocolatiness. I like bourbon barrel-aged stouts, where the, the bourbon barrel flavoring is what... Mm-hmm. takes over and you, and you taste. I don't like the ones that are just a little bit of taste and a lot of heat. You know, I feel like the heat can cover a lot of maybe mistakes or sloppiness in the brew process or uh, or whatever, but when you just have a straight ahead, you can, ta- you can actually taste it. There'll be sometimes where I taste, I, I'll have a stout, and I don't get any of what's being promised, or I'm getting things that aren't there. Yeah. I'm like, yo, it's got a heavy strawberry, and like, there's no strawberry in this. What are you talking about, <laughs> idiot? So it's nice to have a simple straightforward bourbon barrel aged stout that delivers uh everything it promises and you and you you do you taste the uh, the high west bourbon bourbon barrel and i i feel like it's a little thicker too with the mouthfeel like when i'm swishing it around yeah and i'm not one of those uh type of aficionados and i know there are people out there maybe even listening who can taste uh and say oh yes this I definitely taste that this is a Heaven Hill barrel that was used, or I can definitely taste that this is Buffalo Trace barrels that were used. I'm not there, but you you can definitely get some some nice oaky bourbony taste on this one, which I appreciate. I am not. I'm definitely right there with you. I'm not good at that at all. I was going to look up Void Shaker on um, on our Untapped and see Void. It's a Russian Imperial. Okay, I was going to see what they they put because sometimes they no they didn't yeah. All they give you is the high west. Sometimes they'll give you a little bit about like what notes you're going to be tasting in this. It's also um, it's also fun, and it doesn't happen very often. But every so often, you'll check into a beer on tap that you haven't had before, and neither has anybody you know. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me. But it's also fun to read complete strangers' reviews and see what they pulled out of it. Because a, a lot of things we know with a lot of things in life, you can get tunnel vision, and you kind of like you know start echo. It's you and your group of beer friends can turn into an echo chamber of the same sentiment, but when you hear other people from different parts of the country, their take on something, or maybe you get like an IPA fan's take on a stout or vice versa, it's different. It's nice to read stuff, but uh, yeah, this is nice. This is a first for us, so thanks, Aaron. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by Funky Buddha or however you got your hands on this. Holy cow. He was down there in Florida doing work on Music to My Beer's behalf, and we appreciate it. And here we are at the Pick 6. Zach and I bebop back and forth, and we uh, put together a six-pack. Could be things we've had, things we want to have, or things we're uh, 
Now, telling you to avoid. Oh, man. That doesn't happen very often. Do you want to go first, or should I go first this week? Um, Either, either or. It really doesn't matter to me. Uh, Whatever you want to do. One of the ones I'm excited to try, and I haven't seen it on store shelves. I also haven't been shopping that hard the last couple of days. Uh, the, straw, the Tart Strawberry M43 that was released earlier this week <gasps> by uh, Old Nation. Oh, so that's available up north, or it, it's supposed to be making its way down here. I know there's going to be. It pops up in Edwardsburg, I think, uh, at State Line. It'll pop up probably at Crocker's. I don't know whether we're going to see a ton of it down here. It's like when that uh, that guava uh, boss tweed came out. We didn't see it, and then it was like a couple of weeks after it came out in Michigan. Then all of a sudden, it, it popped up. So if it's around, I got to try. It's great. The strawberry M43 is fantastic, and uh, it'll be fun to see the, the tart strawberry take on it. I know that this that this year, along with last year's release, you couldn't buy it at Old Nation. You could only get crawlers and growlers to go. Oh, the cans were made just for distribution at stores. So, like someplace like a State Line or Crockers or somewhere up in Niles could get it, right? Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure we've got friends that are listening that have that have you know sipped some of it. So I'm going mm. to throw that into it, and we'll, I'll probably get my hands on it next week. That's usually how how it goes. Is I'm like the last guy to get Panther Cub and the last guy to find you know tart strawberry M43. Although you tipped me off about Panther Cub, and I went right to the place where you said it was, and it, it was good. I bought a four pack of it because I was like, I don't know how long this stuff is going to be around, and it's kind of nice to find it not as a single. Sometimes you know, like I love buying singles, trying new stuff, but sometimes you like something so well that you want to yeah. have another one and another, and introduce your friends. Maybe bring one in for your. Yeah, my uh, my wife and I are kind of going through this too, where um, she is kind of burnt out on beer a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to work our way through some of the craftier hard seltzers. Oh yeah, but the thing, and I mentioned earlier, we had one from Untitled Art earlier this week that was fantastic. But the problem is, at that price point, buying something that she's only going to, you know, if you'll know in your first five sips whether you like something or not. Yeah. So then what do you do with the other three cans? So it's been nice to kind of go through and sort of you know, chip shot what I see available at singles at Citywide. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not like if I, because I, I knew that I never had Panther Cub, but I knew that I'm going to drink all four bottles of this, so I don't care. It's a porter. I'm sure I'll love it. It's fine. Or you could shelf the rest that you don't want to drink right then. Yeah, but with, uh, with like a hard seltzer or something like a fresher IPA, I don't know if that's really a smart move. <laughs> uh, the next one that I have, and I've, I've been having more of this as the weeks go on this spring, is uh, from Duclaw. It, it was all a dream. Sickle. Oh. Yeah, it's a double IPA. It's really, it's fun because it's creamy, like you expect a Dream Sickle IPA to, to be, but man, it's got all the heat and then some of a double IPA. Like, it's it's like an orange cream sickle up front and just this rush of alcoholic heat at the end. Ooh, yum. Mm. Mm. It was delicious. And another one I'm going to throw in, and uh, you actually gave this to me earlier in the week, and it had been about a year, two years, maybe even longer since I had a, an installment in the Enjoy By series, but the wow. Enjoy By 420 from earlier this week, I had it on 421 just to be a bad ass. Yeah. And totally not because I forgot to have it on Tuesday. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it, it was great, and I, I forget... Because I remember when the Enjoy By series first started uh, being available more widespread, I thought, wow, 20 bucks for a six-pack, man. But when you get the punch of a 9% stanky, classic, you know, just resinous IPA, a double, like, you realize it's worth it. Like, that's that's a great beer series. And I can only remember a couple of installments I really didn't care for, but I think that was the first one I'd had probably two, maybe now to think about even three years. It was one of their Enjoy By one ones, that brute IPA that I was like, no, not here for this. Yeah, that that may be the same one I tapped out on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, brood can't IPA, do it. I, I can't do brood IPAs, and then uh, the Enjoy After 
one. Mm. I think I had. I, was, I thought, wow, this was not great. But it got weird because it's so funky, and you yeah, never know how it's going to change. And that oddball sort of yeasty horse blankety. I don't know. But mm-hmm. there's there's the three I'm going to throw in. One oh. I'm, one I'm I'm hot after one that I had that you can't get anymore, and then uh, and then the middle one. I like that, which you can find. I believe they still have it at uh, Citywide on Grape Road here. Have you had the new natural light? The uh, pineapple lemonade in Outer Days? No. I, that's what I'm going to throw in. All right. I saw that they just put a, a frozen pack together, too, so you can buy a 12-pack of, they look like little uh, popsicles, and it contains alcohol. It's for 21 and up, so kids can't have them. But it's like those, like, Unless your parents are things. cool like that. Oh, yeah. You're speaking of things that, you know, kids would get in trouble with, like... I think it was two years ago that Costco had those alcohol pop, those mixed drink daiquiri popsicles that everybody had. They were all over the place. Oh, yeah. And Hop Station did it, uh, Natterday's Cuvée, uh, the Natterday's Slushies. Ooh. And so I, th- I think it's flavor that works perfectly in a frozen format. Oh, man. So I want to get my hands on that, but more so I want to get my hands on the Pineapple Lemonade, which is the new Natterday's for this season. It's a 4.2. Um, easy drinker. It's one... What I love about the Natter Days is it's one, like, I know that the craft beer community has embraced for right, natural light, right. but it's also something that, like, my mother-in-law, who's not a craft beer drinker at all, is like, yeah, I'll, I like this, and it's cheap. Natural yeah, light. Yeah, that's the best part. Um, the next one I'm going to throw in is one that I got from a 12-pack mixer for my daughter's birthday party. We had some people over, and I don't know what people like, like, styles and stuff like that, so... I got one of those Sam Adams um, spring packs, and it came with Porch Rocker in there. And that one is really good if you're into um, some of the shanties and stuff. So for okay. the warmer drinking weather and stuff, um, that's what I would I'd throw in. And then last but not least, um, this one right here, this Imperial Stout, minus the bourbon, it kind of reminds me of a Wake and Bake for, from Terrapin. Because okay. I get the chocolatiness, I get the... The cocoa, kind of the brownie flavor. Um, so I'd throw Terrapin's Wake and Bake into the uh, the pick six, and that's that's my final one. So one that I'm I'm looking after, and uh, two others that I've had that I would enjoy. And if you want yourself a good laugh, just uh, take your browser over to NaturalLight.com. They have an entire uh, Natterdays apparel line you can get. Oh my goodness! Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, you can get natural light, just about anything. It's really funny, but it's always changing. So, if you would like to be a guest on Music to My Beers and promote your beer, send a self-addressed stamped envelope. I'm just kidding. Slide it into our DMs, <laughs> but uh, for real, uh, it's really fun. We've had a good time this last couple of weeks talking as the weather's starting to change, and it feels like you know, in addition to everything starting to bloom and you got to mow the lawn and things are coming back, it's also the party's starting to come back. We've got beer festivals on tap. Things are happening. We have a couple of them here locally. We'll talk about with news adults. Anything in particular you're looking forward to in the next month of beer drinking, Zach Miller? Um, and go. Well, obviously my birthday, so that's one thing that I'm looking forward to. Birthday alert! <laughs> uh, when I turned 30, that's when we had the beer fest on Cam Island. That was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to getting back to the beer fest lifestyle. How old are you going to be this year, child? I'm going to be 35. Whoa. So it's been a good long five years yep. since that last Society, beer fest. Society's this close to chucking you aside like an old dusty glove. Man. But uh, that's that's really what I look forward to. I also like I like warmer drinking weather. Um, I picked up, when I was at Costco, I was it's telling you. because you're in a good mood. Yeah, tell me about this yeah, Kirkland stuff. The Well, I did not buy the Kirkland Session IPA, although I thought about it because I'm like, oh, a Session IPA with a Citra hop, like only Citra hop. So it's that 
that one hop um kind of like how uh uh revolution does their their heroes series yeah, yeah. They utilize that um i thought about getting it it's a 24 pack and it's less than 30 bucks so i thought that's a pretty good price point but then what really sold me was rogue which I'm not totally familiar with a whole lot of rogue stuff. I've had Dead Guy Ale, but I haven't had a lot of the IPAs or double IPAs, or even now they've got a Hazy Pale Ale and a Honey Kolsch that um, I'm excited to dabble in because I got a 24-pack of that also for less than 30 bucks. And um, there was that one, and then they had uh, Sierra Nevada's. There were um, little hazies or little um, sours or something like that. And they had a couple of different... um, they had three different beers in the 24-pack. Tasty. I know. I'm going to swing by Costco probably on Friday, so I'm going to check it out because usually when I'm there, it's like one or two things I need to get in and out because the longer you linger at Costco, the lighter your wallet gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aldi. You know what? As long as we're talking buying in bulk and shopping to save money, uh, two of the beers that I that I totally dig that come from Aldi. One, it's called Wild Range IPA. I don't oh. know. I don't know where it's from, but it comes in six-pack bottles. But it's a great, sessionable IPA. And the other one is Hopping Nomad Session IPA. It comes in 16-ounce cans at a six-pack. Is yeah, it good? It's like $7. Oh, yeah. man, that's you, a steal. For the price, you can't beat it. But uh, they also have a Blondale called Rider 8. Oh. That isn't isn't too shabby. And uh, every once in a while, now, they'll have uh, Revolution on the shelves at my local Aldi. I've noticed that, too. Um, I wonder with uh, Trader Joe's. Does Trader Joe's have a beer line? Because we're going to get one of those here pretty soon. They do, and they usually have a decent craft selection. Okay. I know that we stop by the Trader Joe's in Kalamazoo whenever we're up that way, and they've uh, they've got a bunch of bells and other things. Oh, nice. Well, we get ours, what, November of this year? Yeah, it's going to open up on time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. So, we'll hold uh, out for that. Yeah, we will. Um, there's our budget tips. We should do like a budget beer breakdown every so often. I would love that. Yeah. What's what's out there that's priced for the working man? Priced really? for the working man. If you, mm-hmm. have a, if you have a favorite off-brand or budget beer, hit us up on Facebook at Music to My Beers, and uh, we'd love to see what you're drinking and help us save money. Because the more money you save, the more money you can spend later. Right. <laughs> and this is the point and- in the program. And here we go. I was going to say, all right, all right, all right. Um, but this is the point in the program where we tell you what's actually coming up over the next couple of weeks, months, things that we can look forward to. And honestly, there's so much that I, I almost I, I could have a running list of all the things that are going on. One is the Junior Achievement Wine and Beer Festival, which you can text the word FUN to 45364 and get in on that if you want to win tickets to it. Or you can go to southbendwineandbeer.com and pick up tickets today. Perfect. Four Winds Field's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for the over 70 things to try because I, that's, that's, I, I'm going to need a DD for that night. Don't you live within walking distance of Four Winds Field or rollerblading distance or whatever it is you do, John yeah, Jr.? I could rollerblade. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, another thing to look forward to is Big Brew Day. That's with the uh, Mega, the Michiana Extract Grain Association. Um, they always, they're the guys who are like the, um, they're the ones that are working their way into the the pro atmosphere. There's been so many people that have come from that and uh, have opened up breweries. So many to name, actually. Yeah, and it's also a great resource to have because it's just a big collective of like really, really dedicated uh, homebrew enthusiasts. But if you're looking to start getting into the game, look them up on Facebook. If you are in the game and you have some questions, uh, they're great people to know. Jim and the guys, they're all very, very helpful. And uh, everyone is really excited to share what they know about brewing beer. Yeah, and that's happening at the... Um, uh, Countryside Farmer's Market. 
There we go. Yeah, the big red building just off the highway. <laughs> just off the highway. You can find them at, probably in the parking lot brewing out there on May 1st, beginning at 8 a.m. So um, you can go out there. If you've never brewed before, that's actually a great chance to see how they do it and what they're doing. Last but not least, so <laughs> October 16th at 2 o'clock, there's going to be the uh, Michiana Festival of Beers. It's taking place also at Four Winds Field, and um, you're going to be able to sample lots of different stuff, local beer and uh, local charities um, with that. So $30, 40 at the door, uh, designated driver tickets for $5. I think this next season and a half, two seasons of craft beer festivals here locally are going to be great because, one, you got people excited to go out and try some new beers. Two, we're all just excited to get out. Yeah. I don't, dude, I don't care if I've had all these beers before. I'm going just to be out like, see all the other. I want to see how much weight the Michiana craft beer communities put on during the pandemic. Like, I did my part to make sure I got heavier, and I hope everybody else did, too. But it'll be nice to see all of our good, fat beer friends. <laughs> Between that and then everybody, you know, maybe wearing a mask and some of the events, it's going to be hard to recognize a lot of different people and be like, do I know you? Did we talk before the pandemic? Yeah, instead of a pretzel necklace because of our heftier girth these days, it'll be a soft pretzel necklace. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nacho cheese <laughs> dipping sauce. I love uh, that. I kid, I kid. And if you are a craft beer enthusiast who managed to keep your drinking and your weight in check over the pandemic, oh, good for you. Oh, lucky. Great. Uh, perfect. Well, that's going to do it for another week, the last uh, week of April for Music to My Beers. We'll see you back here next week for the first kickoff of May as we get into shorts weather. Hopefully Tuesday things will break. We get into lighter beer weather, and uh, also those yard beers come screaming back. Yes! Maybe we'll do like a yard beer breakdown next week here at Music to My Beers. On behalf of Zach, myself, cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.